Footy Ado, the Delusional Soccer Podcast. Footy Ado, a soccer delusion shared by two brothers in close association. Jared, am I ever ready to go? That's a hell of a way to start it, if you ask me. Uh, really going back to our, our no intro and just kind of talking nonsense to start a podcast. I like it that way, Jared. I'm not going to lie. Mm. I'm down with that. You down with that? Good, because yeah. I didn't fucking care what you uh, were down with, partner French. Uh, you always you always go on these tangents when it's late. Let's start with the most important thing that happened this week. Popeye's brought back their chicken sandwich. Have you had it? I had it for dinner tonight. Ugh. Did you have to wait in line or anything? There was only Not about really. four people in front of me. I don't live in a city. That's a good that's a good point. Yeah, I went to Inglewood and it was um there was a I think Nikki I think it was twenty a twenty plus car wait. So I got out and went in the store and the line starts in the middle of the store and wraps around three times. That's rough. So we ended up, I was like, yeah, we'll do this again another time. Went and got barbecue, which was very good. Wait a week, come back. The line will be, a, it'll still be a little long, but it'll be a little bit shorter. Um, yeah. You know, it's very good because the, it's back for good now. The first time they released it, it was kind of like a test. And boy, right. was and it a good the test. World, and the world broke. Yeah. Um, so I also, yeah, I kind of want to wait anyway because I feel like it, they're just mass producing it right now. So the quality is probably a little bit lower than it. If the quality is lower than it could be, then it does, I'm I'm scared for what it what it could become because that means I will only eat Popeye's chicken sandwich. They're they're saying that the Popeye's chicken sandwich being back could be the smoking gun for for Donald Trump. It could be what gets them. It might be what bring, finally brings them down. What that, because it's uniting the country. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you hear the you hear Deshaun Watson said it healed his eye. He got kicked in the eye last week. And, Incredible. I, and listen, imagine if Pokemon Go came back, Trump would be done. Yeah, this country would be so together. Popeye's there. There, there has been talks. I, it's it's minimal now. We keep, um, you know, as we do. Uh, I, on another podcast, I do Cue the Banter. It's a film podcast. And me and Nick have been talking about it. They're saying right now that Popeye's Chicken Sandwich is the favorite for Best Picture this year. They're talking about a Nobel Peace Prize for it. That, like, honestly, it deserves even more. What what else could we... Obviously, it's going to win the Player of the Year in the Premier League. So... I'm reading a text message from you asking who has the delusion this week. And clearly uh, from this intro, it's we, both of us. It's both of us. I don't know if we did a delusion last week. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we might get to it at the end of the show, but that's only if it's your delusion. Let's get into the football. Enough about the Popeye's chicken sandwich. I'm sure we'll uh, find our way back to it, you know, come full circle later. Um, yeah. Let's start with Bournemouth 1, Manchester United nil. Joshua King scored in the 45th minute. To break the winning streak of one away from home for for uh, Manchester United, uh, another tough go for Ali Gunnar Solskjaer's side, um, struggling to find excuses for United as apparently the world is ending 
around you with the sirens in the background. Yeah, um, um, some someone down the road was talking against the Popeye's chicken sandwich, and that's what it'll it'll get you. <laughs> it'll get um, you every damn time. So United failed to score away from home yet again, um, with more of possession, more shots, but not nearly as many on target. Um, it's they didn't miss a penalty in this game though. So. They did. Bravo to you, Manchester United. You did not miss a penalty. Um, no, it's rough going, and you know, you've, I sort of feel for Ali Gunnar Solskjaer. Um, we've said this before. I don't necessarily know if he is wow. cut out for for this job, but he loves Manchester United, and you can see that it is it really is getting to him. Oh, this. if that's if that's what the qualifications are for a managerial job, then I'm taking over from my Emery. No, I'm saying given that you have to feel for him because it's not working out right now. Um, but you know, it's, it's certainly going the way that you would not hope it ever goes, uh, for Frank Lampard. Of course. Yeah. Um, when you have someone who, who played for the club, um, and I think our social didn't just play for Manchester United. He scored one of their biggest goals, a late winner in the champions league final. Um, in an incredible game against Bayern Munich to to lift that trophy, um, so he will forever be a part of the history of this club. But his managerial tenure uh, may not go down in history like uh, his playing tenure did. So uh, that being said, looking at the table, Manchester United in tenth could be worse there, but they are ten points off of the top four. Um, do you think that United keep Solskjaer, uh, in charge for the remainder of the season? I don't know. I think, I think being who he is, he's definitely has a little bit bigger of a leash. Um, uh, and you know, they had that, that victory in the cup against Chelsea, which, you know, will definitely buy you some time. Uh, they sort of seem to be a bogey team for Chelsea right now, which is not a compliment. Considering that's normally the type of uh, that's the type of uh, moniker you give to a, a team that's uh, on the bottom half of the table, yeah. Uh, which you know they are. I mean, they're in tenth. They're just cutting that that top. But you know their goal difference isn't really keeping them that high above Wolves and and Tottenham, and you know West Ham, you know who are all level on points. They just edge it out. They're in tenth only on goal difference. So it's it's been a it's been a rough going and. Yeah, who knows? It could be. It could be tough. The, it's crazy because I think we were talking about it. Once they beat Chelsea, there was people talking about. Wow, I mean, these this team has some players out, and you know, once they get everyone back into the fold, this could be a dangerous side. I I just don't see it. I don't see people coming back and really changing the tide that much. You have Martial back in this game, you know, uh, and it's still it's still not working. You lose a game to Bournemouth. Um, and again, we could be over criticizing them. We could just say, look, they lost because Nick picked them in the betting bonanza as the first game of the week. So obviously they were going to lose. There's That's nothing facts. you can do about it. That's There's facts. nothing you do about it. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's, it's the curse of the Nick's betting bonanza. It's really, there's no, there's no punditry really that can explain, uh, that situation. Yeah. Um, being the first game of the betting bonanza. Now Nick gets picks wrong. All the time. But he gets picks wrong quite a lot. Yeah. But being that, like being the first game in the betting bonanza is 
absolutely a curse. Um, Every time, because we even brought it up. We said, oh, here we go. Made United away from home. And Nick's picking United. He's like, I'm picking United for this one. He was very confident about it. But uh, again, the first game goes the other way. Um, do you know who did better between the two of you? And Nick, Nick had picked 10 games. You had picked eight. How many did you get right? How many did he get right? What was the, the level on that? So Nick got four out of 10 right. And I got four out of eight. So percentage-wise... You did better. Um, Percentage-wise, I did better, but uh, I got the uh, Oxford and Sunderland uh, draw right, the Leicester win right. Uh, I picked Watford to beat Everton. That didn't happen. I picked Crawley to beat Colchester. That did not happen. I picked Liverpool to beat Arsenal. Obviously, they go through on penalties eventually, um, but that was a ridiculous game. And I also picked a draw between Aston Villa and Wolves, and that did not go the right way. But I picked I picked Man United away to Chelsea. Oh, you did um, United, okay. I picked City over Southampton. I picked Leicester over Burton, and the draw between Oxford and Sunderland, as I mentioned. So uh, percentage, I win. Uh, Money wise, we all lose. Um, yeah. Yeah. So and the listeners at home, they also lose. Also, we lose because we don't even get to really talk about the Carabao Cup, which had that Liverpool-Arsenal game, which was absolutely insane. Yeah, quick mention, ridiculous game. Gabriel Martinelli, two more goals. I wrote a piece on him for Last Word on football. Plug, plug, uh, you can plug, find plug, plug. that at Last Word FC, uh, or you can go to at AFC Football Co. on Twitter to find all of my pieces there. They're posted on, they're at least retweeted on Footy Adu's account. Uh, as well. So um, let's get back to the football. The next uh, next match to talk about, it's a Liverpool comeback. Uh, Two late goals for Liverpool keep their unbeaten record intact. Uh, Trezeguet scored for Aston Villa in the 21st minute, assisted by John McGinn, but an Andrew Robertson 87th minute goal and a 94th minute Little header on the line from Sadio Mane. And Liverpool take all three points away from home. Ridiculous. It's one of those where you're saying... It's one of those where you say Premier League champions win this game. But the biggest thing for this is they keep the unbeaten record intact before Liverpool City uh, on Sunday at 11.30. Yeah, I mean, we could probably just lump both these two together. Yeah, both um, to both teams them. with comeback wins. Uh, yeah. City uh, concede to Southampton in the 13th minute, James Ward-Prowse. Aguero in the 70th, and everyone's uh, obvious choice for the winning goal, Kyle Walker, scored in yeah, the I, well, I looked at, I looked at it, I was like, oh, they scored. I said, oh, who scored it? And I was like, Kyle Walker? What? Pep if he was on the field. That's that's what he looks like. He looks like he's trying to become him. Um, but how big is it that both of these teams win in pretty much the exact same fashion right before they go head-to-head? Yeah, because, I mean, well, the thing is, Liverpool needed this game a lot more. Had they ended up dropping all three points, which it looked like they might, um, it would have it would have really changed the complexion of the table. They would have went only three points ahead of Man City going into their game against Man City. Um, yeah, we're, I was, we're talking. We, we could be level yeah. on points after this weekend if, if they didn't turn it around. 
which would put Man City in first because they have eight more goals, you know, so that would have been a, or eight more on the goal differential. Um, so that would have been, that would have been crazy. It would have, it would have been huge. And I mean, I think the game is still massive. I think City are a little bit, um, have a little bit more momentum than Liverpool do at this point. Um, although, I mean, what, City just lost. Who they lose to? Well, that's what you just sounded like. Yeah. Um, so I'm dead wrong. City lost two. Uh, one of the other nineteen teams in the Premier League. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Who it was a big. I'm looking. Oh, it wasn't Wolves, was it? Was Wolves the last game? It was Wolves before the international break. Yeah, Wolves on October sixth. Okay. Two 0 so, loss. Yeah. Throw that out the window. Throw everything I said out the window. Um. But I mean, this is this is a huge. This will be a big, a a big matchup. I can't. I, not I cannot this was, wait this for uh, European nights to see. What Nick picks for the uh, betting bonanza there? Be, he will, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? It, it, Nick could Nick could single handedly decide the title. Well, luckily, it's not uh, the first. It's game. not the first game, so he can't. He doesn't have that that much power on it. It's um, actually yeah. It's the last game. Yeah. So, what are we even worried about? Yeah, but both both champion. Champion uh, style wins. Uh, we're 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 very lucky to have these two teams in this um, in this league. Obviously, as Arsenal and Chelsea fans, we are not as lucky to have these teams in the league. But it's crazy to see two teams that are up at that level um, competing, and it's going to be another exciting season between the two. I was getting excited. It was about to be pretty interesting if they both had lost those games, or at the very least, dropped the two points. That looked like they were definitely going to. Um, you know, Chelsea and Leicester would have been level on points with, with City and only and only six six points behind uh, Liverpool. So it would have tightened up there at the top. But again, this is what champions are made of. Of course, City have proven that themselves. Liverpool as well, not in this competition, but they've proven to be champions in Europe. So they have that in them. So... Big, big performance from them, and we could be looking at these games down the line. Of course, the whole thing can change after this uh, this upcoming week. Now, uh, the other results from Saturday before we shift to Sunday. Arsenal-Wolves draw 1-1, another uh, defensive collapse for Arsenal, another, another lackluster performance. Bad evening. Um, bad and I, will, I fully expect uh, Unai Emery to lose his job after... Uh, the Leicester match, but we dove uh, headfirst into that last week. Let's not be redundant. Brighton win two nil over Norwich. Yeah, let's, let's save it. Let's save yeah. it for the future podcast. <laughs> uh, Sheffield beat Burnley three nil. Newcastle uh, were up three nil and only finished three two against West Ham. And Chelsea win two one. Another goal from Christian Pulisic. Now on to Sunday. Um, quick mention before we get to Everton Spurs, Leicester City 2, Crystal Palace nil. two second-half goals. Uh, Jamie Vardy scores again, and Leicester really look like they're up for a uh, top-four push. Yeah, they have they have this special feel about them that they did when they won the league. I don't think... I think they're too far out now to, to do it, but, I mean, again, Liverpool aren't that far ahead, so, I mean, who knows? This, Anything can happen again. This start look, for Leicester is better than the start in their 20th. Exactly. 15, so, like, they, title they just season. feel special, and Jamie Vardy's up for it again. 
Um, he leads the league in goals and the absolute disrespect. <laughs> the the eagle the celebration, eagle celebration. Was incredible. Never changed. Never changed. Jimmy Vardy. When he's in top form, he is like one of the funnest guys to watch. Just especially just celebrate. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, he, he's like a kid out there because you know he was playing non-league football. It never, uh, you know, maybe he expected to, but no one else really expected him to get to the level that he's at. He's a Premier League winner. He's played in the Champions League, and he's trying to get his team back um, into the Champions League, if not even more. Um, and it's a shame. I feel like we're never going to see him break into that England setup again. But and I feel like he, he never really he, got well, the chance he, to get going. He did retire from the England setup. Right, so like, yeah, we never. It's a shame we never really got to see him get going with that because, you know, you know whether it was with Harry Kane, who even when he was struggling was keeping him out of the side. Well, and then, you know, was it Harry, was it Euro twenty uh, sixteen? Yeah, Euro. Harry Kane had struggled, had a poor tournament. Yeah, yeah. He kind of stayed in the side. He Vardy, he played played yeah. poorly in the first game. So Jamie Vardy started the second game and scored a goal, uh, and then. Jamie Vardy didn't start in the third game. They gave it back to Harry Kane. Um, and Euro 2016 was uh, something to forget for, for England. Right. And of course, they had that good run in, in the World Cup. Harry Kane, as, you know, as you, you'll argue, a lot of them are penalties. But he was the golden boot winner. So he was gonna, Vardy was never going to really feature. Mate, I could be the fucking golden boot winner if I got that many penalties. Oh, my God. We won't talk about how he dove to get him. Just kidding. I don't remember any of them specifically. Mm-hmm. I'm sure one of them was a dive. Let's just go by by odds and the fact that there was no VAR, okay. which the Premier League has done perfectly Everton. well with it. Speaking Everton, of Everton, Spurs. Everton, Tottenham. <laughs> Everton, Spurs. Yeah, I was uh, I was ready to change the subject to get you off a of hurricane, and then I realized that our next and last talking point is Everton, Tottenham. Yes, uh, Everton Tottenham. We are really blowing through this podcast. This is my favorite type of podcast. It's 11.22 on the East Coast. I know it's only 8.22 for you, but you've got things to do. You've got company coming out this week. You're trying to clean the apartment. Nikki's doing it alone, or she's just sitting there waiting for you and looking at you like she's unhappy. And quite frankly, I'd like to go to bed. It's fair. We're steaming right through it. Yeah. Everton won. Tottenham won. A late... Cenk Tosun goal, and by late, I mean very late. 97th minute, that cancels out Dele Alli's opener in the 63rd. The big talking point, though, was that challenge in the 79th minute. Sun Huang Min, I never, see, they always have it listed Sun Huang Min. I can't get the pronunciation right. I always... I always call him Huan Ming Sun because I can pronounce it better that way. I don't know which way is right. Just I'm gonna... say, just go with the, the Sunny. Sunny. Uh, Sunny gets a red card, um, and there's a and... lot of debate around his challenge. He was it was originally given as a yellow, I believe. Yeah, they changed it to a red, and they changed it to a red. Just the nature of the, the injury, and obviously, we hope that uh, we, we pray for a speedy recovery for. For Gomez. Um, yeah, that, I mean, uh, Jared, you had mentioned before we started recording that you did not watch no. uh, this mean, this I'm injury. Gonna, yeah, and I, I do watch sure. gruesome injuries every time they happen, and I regret it immediately after. But as Jared said, uh, we are uh, hoping for a speedy recovery for Gomez. I believe he has undergone surgery um, to repair that uh 
dislocated and fractured ankle. But back to the challenge and the way that VAR handled it. Um, for me, looking at this challenge, I understand that Sonny uh, initiates contact on Gomez. His challenge is first. And it knocks him into the challenge of Serge Arrière, which that eventually caused the injury. gruesome injury. Right. I did see up until, like, I saw Sun behind him. Yeah. And then him going and seeing Arrière come in. So yeah. I have a general idea of what the play was. And in my opinion, if if a red card's shown there, I I feel like it should be on Arrière. I... Yeah, it's if anything, it's it's it should definitely it should not be on Sun. It yeah, should, I mean maybe a yellow card just because of the nature of the foul, but it it wasn't his. It was in no way malicious. It was a very freak accident. Yeah, and you thing. you see Sun's face after he looks at Gomez's leg, like he and, he's in tears, he's distraught. Yeah, to be completely fair, it's probably best that Sun didn't play the rest of that game. Yeah, because he probably was in no mental shape to do it. No, and I don't know that many players there were in any mental shape too um and that could have something to do with the fact that uh spurs conceded late um because that takes mental toughness you really do have to feel for those players and especially you're playing with 10 men everton yeah i I agreed and and everton take it as you know we want to get something out of this game for our teammate for our friend um, yeah, good for them we want to get something we want we don't want him to have gone through that horrific injury and it still ended up being a negative result um but a Lucadinia cross to tosun headed in um it was it was a kind of a weird goal because tosun and calvert lewin were both in close proximity and uh tosun wins the header against his teammate and uh, Everton walk away with a point here. Um, Everton, Everton really are having a pretty damn Everton season. Uh, expected to play much better than they are. They only have three wins out of eleven. Um, just eleven points. They're they're three points off of the drop zone. They're in seventeenth place. Um, so. How is this result in any way going to help Everton going forward? Is it going to kind of, you know, this late goal, this late point that they saved, is this going to help them moving forward? Or do they kind of continue to have a disappointing season? And like we we talked about, Solskjaer might not uh, have his job by the end of the campaign. Marco Silva is certainly on the hot seat. Yeah, um, I don't think the point itself will will do anything for their season. Maybe the injury and you know using that same spirit that they did to get this result could be something that they use uh, as motivation throughout the season, and, and we can start to see them improve. Um, honestly, I think this is just a game that I think everyone on both sides wants to forget. You know, but they both got a point out of it. Fine, let's move on. Let's let's put it behind us. We're struggling. This isn't a game, you know, it's a kind of a freak game, especially when you have an injury like that. Let's not really put this down to form or anything. Because, I mean, before that, before the challenge, it was a very underwhelming affair. I believe Deli Alley scored, what, the 60-something, 63rd minute? 63rd, yep. And that was the first shot on target. Um, that's, that's fucking terrible. So, I mean, it was a very forgettable game to begin with, but I don't think you want to focus too much on it, especially with the nature of what happened towards the end with Gomez. 
Um, so you just move on and you hope to maybe get maybe the next maybe the next set of games are the ones that you really start to build momentum. Another poor game for I mean Tottenham scored early or scored first, but you know some there's some pieces there that are still not clicking. Erickson is struggling still. Another awful display from him. Um, and get him out of the side. He doesn't. There's there is talk uh, about that. Um, I don't want to get it wrong. I can't I can't remember off the top of my head. Who uh, wrote the piece? But another one for last word on football. Um, uh, someone wants wants uh, Tottenham to make an example out of Christian Eriksen. Yeah, get him get him out of the side. He's not he's not playing well. He's not playing well enough to to justify his place in the side, and he doesn't want to be there. You know, he was a great servant for the club. He was one of their most consistent midfielders throughout the past couple of years, as you stated on the last podcast when we talked about it. Get him out of the side. He's not giving you anything. He's not yeah. bringing anything to the team. He's only hindering you. You know, bring in some of these new guys that you bought to play in the midfield. Bring in Lacelso. You know, like let's start. Like, get, get him out of there. It's not. It's not working. I mean, you know, now that Deli Alley's back, you know, more regularly, maybe maybe he can take a spot from from Erickson and, and you know, and kind of play in that in that role because yeah, he's a yes. type. He's the type of player who has kind of just been put in a starting 11 and moved wherever they needed him at right. in that specific can, game. So Yeah, and he can take that spot. I mean, because a lot of the times he was playing further up the pitch with Erickson playing a little bit deeper, but that was when Lamella wasn't, wasn't playing, and yeah. Lamella was out for a while. So now you have guys like that back. You know, Lucas Mora could, should probably play more. I don't, I don't know the exact number on how much he's played that much for them this season but he, he has he has struggled a bit there yeah so i think i think take erickson out of the side he's not helping you you're not helping him you're not his price tag isn't going up just quit while you're behind you know like just <laughs> the, the classic saying quit the while classic you're behind <laughs> step digging the hole <laughs> it's another saying another famous saying Don, you're quit. incorrigible um, <laughs> i don't know the meaning of the word so Looking forward to uh, to the week, we're going to have some uh, exciting Champions League fixtures, and we will be talking about those. Uh, and by we, I mean me and somebody else to be determined. Um, Dortmund face Inter Milan on Tuesday. Uh, Chelsea and Ajax, another exciting one. Um, and then on Wednesday, uh, you have matches like uh, Leverkusen and Atletico Madrid, uh, Tottenham go away to Red Star Belgrade. That's you know at the top of my list of games I want to watch. Um, and Bayern Munich in their first Champions League game post uh, the Kovac era. He has uh, been let go of at Bayern Munich. They face Olympiacos on Wednesday. But we will be talking about all those matches and more on European nights later in the week. Uh, Jared, I think we've done it. We've got it under 30 minutes? Under, we're at 26 right now. 26.45. Uh, and all we got to do is tell them, make sure you go follow Footy Ado on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, make sure to light, light. That's where oh we're at. Gosh. Like. Oh, my gosh. Fuck. Pardon our friends. Like. Rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> light, rake, and pavew. Uh like, rate, review, subscribe to Footy Do on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Acast, on wherever the hell Where, you listen to this you podcast. Wherever you get those, those podcasts. And Jared, as always, 
pardon our French.